Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to a very special game day edition of Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Thursday, November 12th, 2020, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. I've got an appointment there later today. Do you know why? Because I value my teeth. I want to take good care of them. And nobody does that at a higher level than Cassie, my dental hygienist, and Dr. Mike O'Neill, my dentist. Call them. Make them your hygienist and your dentist. Do it today. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about that game tonight between the Colts and the Titans. Here's what's on the line. If the Colts win this game, they pull into a tie with the Titans, and they will have a head-to-head win against them toward the tiebreaker that could become profoundly important at the end of the season. If they lose tonight, all of a sudden you fall two games behind the Titans, and you've got a loss toward that tiebreaker. This is enormous. For Week 10 of the NFL season, this is is a substantial referendum on whether the Colts are going to be able to contend for the AFC South. If they lose tonight, you're two games back, and it's all over, right? It it makes the game at the end of the month against the Titans an absolute must-win. You win tonight, you got a little bit of breathing room in, in your ability to win the AFC South by taking a couple of losses here and there. And that's important because you got games coming up against the Packers, the Steelers, the Raiders, Good teams who are playing at a high level. What's going to be the the defining feature of this game for the Colts and for the Titans? It'll be quarterback play, as it often is in the NFL. You've got Phillip Rivers against Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill ranked ninth in QBR and by pro football focus. Phillip Rivers, 19th in both those metrics. Phillip Rivers is not among the best quarterbacks in the NFL, not statistically. That's a problem for the Colts. You've got Tannehill on one side, who is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, at least since coming over from Miami, right? Tannehill has done a nice job. Derrick Henry is one of the best backs, if not the best back, in the NFL. The Colts, their weaponry, T.Y. Hilton is supposed to be healthy tonight. Michael Pittman Jr., healthy again, which is nice. Zach Paschal, sure, Johnson. You know, you got some guys for the Colts who, who are weapons, but not at the level of the Titans, where, like I said, you've got Derrick Henry, uh, you've got Corey Davis, you've got A.J. Brown, you got guys, and you got Tannehill throwing to them. And, and there's no way to separate the two, right? Uh, you've got people who think, like Jason Lockenfora from CBS Sports, believes that now's the time to replace Phillip Rivers as the starting quarterback for the Colts. You know what? I get reactive about things, and I saw that loss. I was up in the press box when the Colts got beat by the Ravens 24-10. to I saw Rivers make a terrible decision in throwing that interception, whether you agree with the call or not. That decision was abysmal by Rivers. You can't have that kind of play by a Colts quarterback and be competitive in the NFL, not against a team like the Ravens, but I don't think that Philip Rivers ought to be replaced, number one, because the alternatives are not 
anywhere near as good as Rivers. You look at Jacoby Brissett, the two years he was a starter, 2017-2019. Where'd he rank among NFL quarterbacks? 27th to 29th, 30th, right around there. He's a guy who doesn't throw a lot of picks, but he takes no chances. He audits from the pocket for an extremely long period of time to the point where he puts his health at risk. And then what if Brissett got hurt? You bring Rivers back in. And does anybody even want to talk seriously about Jacob Eason as an option at quarterback for the Colts? He hasn't been active, right? We don't know what he's doing in practice. We saw him in camp, and he looked pretty good. He looks like a quarterback. But he's not ready to play, or he wouldn't have been drafted in the fourth round. Some team would have scooped him up long before the Indianapolis Colts did. So let's not even talk about Rivers being benched as a starting quarterback, because that is not going to happen. You don't spend $25 million on a guy and eight games in say, well, you know, we're all done. Philip Rivers, man, did we screw up? Sorry, Jimmy Ursay. We spent a lot of your money very foolishly. My bad, our bad, this. Mm, Boy, oh boy, could I be more sorry? Nope. $25 million is a lot of jack to pay for a guy that you're going to keep on that kind of short leash. And so the Colts, they're not going to put him on that leash. They're going to let him go tonight. He's going to play against the Packers. He's going to play against the Titans. What he needs to do is play virtually perfect football. That is really, really difficult for him because everybody in the NFL has seen him throw deep balls. He's hit a couple, but he's missed on a gob. Here are his statistics throwing to wide receivers this season. 92 completions on 145 targets for 1,127 yards. The important part there, the thing to distill out of those statistics, is that he is averaging 7.7 yards per attempt to wide receivers. That is not good. That's the kind of statistical problem that caused the Colts to turn their backs on Jacoby Brissett in favor of Phillip Rivers. I know he doesn't have the best of weapons. Right, Paris Campbell, always injured. He's out. T.Y. Hilton, kind of the end of the road for T.Y. He's always getting dinged up. Going to come back tonight uh, off of that groin injury. Michael Pittman Jr., he's back. He was back last week. He had the compartment syndrome thing in his lower leg. That seems to have been healed. And all of the stuff that they had to do to fix it has healed. So he's back. But other than that, you're talking about guys, Walmart guys, like Rick Venturi calls them. Guys you can find in any Walmart is what that means. Zach Pascal, nothing against him. Ashton Doolin, nothing against him. Marcus Johnson, nothing against him. And then a bunch of tight ends and running backs. And you don't have a bell cow running back. I asked Frank Reich earlier this week. I said, would you rather have the running back by committee thing that you guys have going with different skill level guys? Like Naheem Hines is kind of a Daryl Sproles. And then you've got a guy like... uh, Uh, Jonathan Taylor, who's a more traditional tailback, would he rather have that, Jordan Wilkins, throw him into, or a bell cow like Derrick Henry? And he said, I like the players I got. Okay, well, that's nonsense. We know that. He's not going to throw any of his own guys under a bus. I almost felt silly asking him because I knew what the answer was going to be. But anybody who would choose what the Colts have at tailback over what Derrick Henry is, they're crazy. That's insane. Defensively, The Colts have an advantage over the Titans. But the Titans, because Rivers really can't throw deep effectively, they're going to be able to sell out against the run in the short pass, which makes it exceptionally difficult to operate efficiently doing either of those things. 
the 14-yard drives that the Colts need in order to control the clock, keep the defense off the field, and move into the scoring zone to be able to get points, you know what? They are going to be difficult to come by over these last eight games because you're playing against better teams like you did last Sunday against the Ravens. The Ravens and the Colts in the first half, the Colts were really, really good. And then in the second half, they had a three and out. They had a one and out because of the interception that maybe was or wasn't, right? Still a terrible decision by Rivers, like we said. And if you do that, you expose that defense in a way and for a period of time that an opponent is going to be able to counter whatever you had planned and whatever you were doing. That puts the Colts in an untenable position. You have to be able to control the football and control the clock. You have to have 14 play drives, and you have to convert those drives into points and hopefully into seven every time you go up and down the field. If you do that, you put a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill, right? All of a sudden, it's not going to be Derrick Henry right, Derrick Henry left. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill trying to throw to Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. And the Colts are not bad facing that kind of team. And they are really pretty good at forcing turnovers. Julian Blackman, terrific at going and getting the ball in a way that Malik Hooker wasn't. But let's not, let's not go off on that tangent. Tonight's game is going to be all about possession of the football, either through long, long drives or through a failure to do that and in three and outs, absolutely ruinous for the Indianapolis Colts and turnovers, hideous for the Colts. Turnovers for the Colts make it impossible for the Colts to win games. There is nothing more important in the NFL than possession of the football and the ability to hold onto the football. Turnovers kill in the NFL and with a team like the Colts, It is especially deleterious. You cannot turn the ball over if you're the Indianapolis Colts. You can't give bonus possessions. You can't say, here's the ball to the Titans and think you're going to win this game. I think there are a whole lot more ways that the Colts could lose this game than win this game. And it's going to take Phillip Rivers playing at a really, really high level. No turnovers, no no interceptions. Hit your guys And you know what? Take your chances. And then, at the end of this eight weeks, evaluate where you are at the quarterback position and make a determination where you're going to go from here. Because if you look at the highest-ranked quarterbacks in the league and then the highest-ranked teams in the league, the teams with the best record, you've got one anomaly in Ben Roethlisberger. But the Steelers' offense is just different from every other offense. They are kind of a traditional 1978-type offense, right? The more high-powered offenses that are, you got like, and the Colts kind of operate in that sphere also. But the higher-powered offenses of the other 30 teams or so, you look at the quarterback play. Teams that get great quarterback play have great records. Teams that get poor quarterback play have terrible records. It is really hard to outperform your quarterback as a team in the NFL. And so you've got to get that straight. You've got to understand if you're Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, and I guarantee you that they do, that going to the Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl is impossible with Phillip Rivers as your quarterback. There's a reason that he's never been to a Super Bowl, a really, really good reason that he's never been there. All right? 
because he's not capable. He's not capable of playing at that level. You have to have a great defense. I mean, 46, uh, the 46 defense run by the Bears in 85 or the Ravens defense from, from 2000. You've got to have a defense like that in order to go to a Super Bowl with a quarterback like Rivers. And the Colts don't have it. Not yet they don't. And I don't know whether they're going to have it. What the Colts need, they need an elite-level quarterback. They are, and this is a shame, because this is no fault of Chris Ballard's, but they are Andrew Luck away from going to the Super Bowl. If they had Andrew Luck, I think they're a Super Bowl favorite in the AFC. They're a better football team than the Steelers in the AFC, much better than the Titans. You look around the AFC this year, without the Belichick-Brady dynamic in the AFC East, the Colts would have a window, and it might be a long window, with Andrew Luck and that defense as far as going deep into the playoffs and playing in multiple Super Bowls. But because he retired unexpectedly and suddenly, all of a sudden, you're kind of scrambling and trying to find a guy who can do what you need him to do in order to keep this thing afloat. So they got the best option that that was available, and that's Phillip Rivers. Next year, is it going to be Rivers? Is it going to be somebody else? That process, that determination, is going to really begin tonight. They're going to start to look at that very seriously tonight as the Colts play against the Titans and the next week against Aaron Rodgers. Following week, again, against Tannehill. They got Derek Carr coming up, Roethlisberger coming up. They got... uh, um, you know, they got really good quarterbacks ahead of them. Deshaun Watson, twice. They get kind of some relief at the end of the season when they go up against the Jaguars again. But this is a team, and every team in the NFL is kind of this team, where the quarterback has got to outperform his opposing number. And if you don't, you're going to get your ass kicked. And that's the way it is. So Jason Lockin for God bless him. I'm sure he got a lot of clicks. With that piece at CBSSports.com, I was intrigued by the tweet, so I dug in and read that piece. But it's not time to turn your back on Philip Rivers yet. You know what he is, but if he plays, and we've seen this, at this level, if he plays to the best of his ability, if he gets 100% out of himself, you got a chance to win games. We'll see if they're able to do it. Tonight, we're going to start to find out whether the Colts with Phillip Rivers as a quarterback, can beat a not an elite-level team, but a level of team that's in the top half uh, of, the, uh, of the NFL. It's going to be interesting stuff. And if I were a, an investor, i got to tell you, I'd take the Titans. I'm not an investor, and certainly not in this game, because I don't bet against teams I root for. I cannot stand that kind of dichotomy in my own head. I don't like the push-me-pull-you aspect of betting on one team while rooting for another just doesn't work for me. We'll have all the uh, important information and uh, insight tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock Facebook Live, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Cannot wait.